I am almost ready because I just realized that out of all the prep I did, I forgot to just triple check what what uh, show we're at. <laughs> I apologize, my, vo- my voice is very hoarse. I don't know what the hell's going on. He was deep throating sausages for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have made sausages in honor of this. Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, you guys ready? Wrong with me. Five, four. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, we're back. TGIF 13, episode 44. I'm here, virtually here again, with Vince and a special guest. Someone that you've actually heard on the show before. Yes. That was a hello. I don't know if they're going to know you from the hello. But we're here with Preston DeFrancis. Preston, hello. Christian, Vince, I'm so honored to be here. I'm humbled to be here. You, as I said before, your show was sort of, it got me through some tough times when I was away from home and I was working on a TV show. And uh, now to become friends with you guys, to be a part of Friday the 13th, history on your podcast <laughs> there we go I, I it's awesome <laughs> well you are the first official guest other than my wife i think the first outsider <laughs> wow i think i think this is a step up <laughs> <laughs> no thank god serious. she's two floors up she won't hear yeah. guys we're doing so scream honored. we're doing scream 2 tonight and the reason i'm jumping right into just to, to announce that is we've already started the movie because we had to sync this up we're all virtual covid is still a reality uh preston is 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 uh Via satellite. Yeah, via, via. He's in L.A., for fuck's sake. Vince is just one township <laughs> over in Hamilton. Where, strange enough, that's where Preston DeFrancis first reached out and said, Hey, Christian, Vince, I've got my movie playing at a film festival in Hamilton. And that movie was ruined me. And that movie's been on uh, uh, Shutter exclusive for the last couple of years. And we'll talk about that as well later on tonight. Guys, scream too. I'm speechless. Yep, I'm speechless. I, I'm. I keep staring at Preston, hoping he notices me. <laughs> but it's hard when you can't actually flirt in real life. I know, but that that beard you got is it's great. That's a great beard you got going on. I'm yeah. envious. My winter beard. It's like ZZ Top, like esque almost. <laughs> Not quite there yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know we've been talking about doing this for a while. And we were trying debating what movie to do. And when someone suggested Scream 2, I was really excited because I actually love this movie. Depending upon the day, I sometimes like it better than the original. Dude, I'm right there with you. We just did this series back in the summer for for Exploding Heads. And Uh I was the only one. I was the one that came out higher on this movie. And so we're in the opening scene right now where Heather Graham strips, but we don't see anything. Uh, and they're making fun and parodying the first movie. And I love this. And I will say that when I first saw it in the theater, I loved this opening scene, but of my overall enjoyment, I was a little disappointed with the movie. It was upon rewatch, is when it hit DVD, that then I, I said, you know what? I actually might like this better than the first. I completely I, agree. I, I, yeah, I felt the same way, and I, I think we'll talk about that as it goes on. I think it, that had to do with, the reveal of who the killers were, I, I think, is why is why I walked away a little bit disappointed in this one. But upon rewatch, liked it better. 
Um, and I think that's something we can explore as we as we get into it here. Definitely. What do you guys think of this opening scene? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself, and you you guys chime in. I think the first scream has obviously the most iconic opening, so it's very hard to top. Uh, this one is very good, but the level of insanity of the audience pulls me out of yeah. it a little bit. <laughs> I, find it, I find it almost but, a social comment on how violence has just been popularized in society and it, it almost is frightening the audience to me is more frightening than the actual murders isn't that weird yeah it, uh, it's, true. it's true you live in la preston is this how a movie premiere is in la because i've gone to movie premieres and people I, are excited but no one's going i'll stab you man I, ne- I never you never has something been like this that i've been to okay. and i've been to a lot of a lot of screenings a lot of revival thing you know even like the Friday the 13th Part 3 and 3D I went to about a year and a half ago that was out here. Yeah. Sold out. Huge nice. crowd. Still not, not like this, you know? Was that the Draft okay, Alamo so... or whatever they called? Like that? <laughs> no, this is the, America, the American Sorry, Cinema Tech that, ah. that did, this, did this out here. All right. So my Sorry, story about this green true is that I was in New York City visiting friends early December. Like, it was actually opening weekend, and we got mm-hmm. tickets. And so we're in Manhattan, and I mean, this is like, again, 97. It wasn't quite as squeaky clean Manhattan as it is now. Mm-hmm. And I remember the theater was so loud and so boisterous, you actually couldn't hear half the movie because everybody was talking and screaming and, like, talking wow. to the screen. Yeah, and I remember oh. thinking, holy shit, this is, this is real. I've never been to this type of thing before where there was no regard for quiet. It was actually... Huh. It was actually kind of spooky, but... Now, they'll anyway. also tell the audience you're there w- without your shirts on and everybody was blowing whistles, right? Well, my pants were down. <laughs> Sorry. So I could just flop it all around, make sure that that was a bigger, <laughs> powerful tool. <laughs> it was without saying. So my it was experience... Inspired, uh, it's inspired scary movie when the penis goes through his ears. That was me. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's hard... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. It's hard to... To watch this scene now with the knife and not think of the penis from Scary Movie, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Because they did, they had it, it's iconic in its own right. So my experience the first time seeing this movie, I, I'm from a small town called Wheeling, West Virginia. And that's where I grew up and I was still in high school when this came out. And the first one, th- this is my memory of it. The first movie... They didn't do, like, a huge 2000 screen release. They didn't know that it was going to be huge. They yeah. kind of rolled it out, and it didn't come to my town. The theater wasn't even in Wheeling. It was in St. Clairsville, Ohio, at a mall. It didn't even come until, like, May. It was a December, like, 96 <laughs> release. It didn't come until yeah. the first one came in May. And it came at, like, 9 o'clock only. Like, they had, like, one showing. And I wasn't 17 yet for the first one. <laughs> we the the one time ever. I'm an honest. I'm an, such an honest, straight guy. You know, I never Sorry, snuck into a movie. <laughs> I know. Not that kind of. I my best friend and I lied and bought tickets for a different movie so we could see the first one. Okay. Now the second one. I, I turned 17, so I could now go. That's the age when, in, in the States when you can go see uh, an R-rated movie. And it came opening weekend, and I was there, you know, I was there that Friday night. 
I think it was after I had done a speech tournament that day, and like all of us after the speech tournament went to went to the movie. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing this. I remember going. I remember enjoying, like I said, enjoying it for the most part, but feeling like there's an element missing. And I think it was because the first one kind of came out of nowhere and did everything that I wanted to see in a slasher at the time. Vince mm-hmm, and I went to university. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this self-referential, making a, like a postmodern type movie. And I think yeah. um, the reality came from the fact that I was a big fan of Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And I love that ah. sort of like, hey, we're making a movie, eh? Watch us. Yeah. It's, it's within the movie. I don't know why it's Italian, uh, Italian while he's saying it. Wes Craven, oh. We're making a movie. Uh, <laughs> so Vince and I, were like, we were at university at this time. And so I think at that moment, there was something happening in university that I got, like, up in arms with. And I usually don't really get up in arms about anything. And so we, we put that into the movie. <laughs> and it was a self-referential movie about a filmmaker who makes a film that gets banned at the school festival and decides to make a snuff film, killing all the critics of said film and releasing mm-hmm. that as his film as it was called wow. director's cut and if you know very Wait, what, you know, what was it called what was it called dr- director's cut nice it, it sounds much better making than the actual notes. end Preston's result notes. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can remake it first. uh but the the reality is that um it was a short like a like a 10 minute 10 15 minute movie. Mm-hmm. and uh, again that was like what we wanted to do. We had this idea, and at that point, we we were young, and I think we wanted to do things, but I didn't know how to make things work. I didn't know who. I didn't have connections. I didn't know anything. We were talking right. about this last time with you. Uh, you you didn't either, but you just did it and made and made it work. And and I, that's what I I, I love those stories because it inspires me as well. And yeah. so you know we we worked on things and I did another self-referential film in, in school, but at that point screams had already come out. So I love mm-hmm. the wink, wink, nudge, nudge factor here. I, I did think it might've been a little preachy at the beginning with, um, they have the black actors. Uh, and again, if you're in the States where that's what we say in Canada. So I don't think we're being improper African-American. So you don't get offended. Uh, actors at the beginning. I do <laughs> Actually, like it's co- now, it's now gone back. Now oh. we say, now we say black. that. I see. I'm so out of. uh, I just stay in my own little bubble. Uh, But anyway, so suffice to say, they they. I I thought it might have been a little preachy, but I'm not saying it. it, It's not. It's true, because all Mm -hmm. these movies used to be. Typically, I know that they would always have a character or two that were not, but it was typically white as snow. Right. And and so you can understand, like. Her complaints of like, why do I want to see a bunch of fucking white people getting killed? And it's right. it's funny in that regard. Uh, and their deaths are really brutal. And I do like the story elements of them trying to recreate the movie by killing these people. But man, oh man, would they have to do some deep research to find a Marine Prescott, whatever, however the names match up, <laughs> to try to make it mimic the first movie so much. I'm yes, going to stop that's talking. That's true. It's pretty <laughs> creaky. It's pretty creaky if you if you really think about it. But one of the tricks of the of this movie is that you kind of don't you don't dwell on those on those details. It just kind of goes by. Like the motivations for this one kind of just fly by. You know, isn't that also because of all the different rewrites they had to do? And wasn't uh, Williamson on set rewriting it as they went along because there was some leaky script issues and all this sort of thing? That's what I heard as well. Or part yeah. three, you... more so in part three. Oh, no. not... And this one, they kept the ending a secret and they rewrote it or something. So four, I don't know. They have the original four killers in the in the ending that he originally wrote. Is that it, true? Yeah. 
yeah, I, I was just reading about this the, the, today to get kind of get uh, refreshed on the backstory. But yeah, there you go. So that's kind of where it can be a bit choppy in the motivation, like you were just saying. Uh, and mm-hmm, just as mm-hmm. we left that opening scene there, her look, after, uh, when she walks up to the screen, Jada Pickett-Smith, uh, or Jada Pickett at the time, I guess, she, she, when she's stabbed and she's bleeding, and she just, it, it's a horrifying look. And, and everybody, it, the audience does have this sort of calm. So as much as the, the real-life violence, as we were kind of alluding to earlier, Vince, as you were saying, it's almost like they do have a moment of realizing this is a human life and she's been killed and dies Which in front of really, them. Yeah, a little bit more, really a little bit more hard hitting. Yeah, uh, and now we're reintroduced to Sydney, and I do love how she is getting crank called by people that, and that she's on top of it. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's old hat, and she, it doesn't bother her. That's one of the things that I that I love about this one that is not true of three and four. There's such an energy to this one because she's still young. She's been through this one experience, but she's not jaded yet. In like three, everybody in four, everybody's like so sad because they're so traumatized. And this Emo, one, it's true. E- Emo they're scream. not. Yeah. yeah. Like in three, she is completely checked out. And I'm thinking, well, these people she only knew for a little while and they were murdered. Her other friends she knew for longer. <laughs> she seems to have recovered okay. Right. This is a year later, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there is a bit of inconsistency. And maybe she's just sort of like, okay, everybody I touch dies now. So now I'm all depressed. <laughs> After, after this one, would you want to be friends with her? I'd be like, fuck no. you. Yeah. Well, kind of, because I kind of always wanted to be in a horror movie, but I don't know if yeah. I wanted to. Uh, you wanted to be a party of five. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Bailey? Um, but yeah. Well, now they're going to be doing screen, screen five, so we'll see what sort of they've made her now. I think it's going to be a right. protective mother role for sure. Mm. Like in mm. Skyscraper. Have you seen Skyscraper yet? I have not seen that one. It's the first time Neff Campbell, I've seen her act really in a major thing for a while, like big action movie. And she's very sort of Linda Hamilton meets, uh, I don't know, some of them, some of more motherly. It's, it's really it's really cool, actually. Huh. So that's probably why they they said, oh, Nebby can do something now that she's in her 40s. Nice. You think that's nice. how they said it? Hey, Nebby can do <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I another thing so. I love is the college setting or the university setting. Yes, yes. It harkens Great. back to old school slashers that, like, we with Dorm to Drip Blood, uh, etc. I'm not, not going to remember it's already House and Sorority Road, exactly. Like, and, so many- it, it, and, and you know, even like the original Black Christmas is set at a college, but but for some reason, this captures, I feel like, the energy and the excitement of, of college better than any of those did, yeah. you know. Um, I think you're there's yeah, just something I agree fun you. about there's there's something fun about the whole setting um, and the way well, everybody is, you know, of course, Jamie Kennedy. Here we are. We're in film. We're in film class. Yeah. So we've all been in film sequels. class. We've yeah, all been, we've in, film all been class. in film class. This never and, happened. Well, everybody wasn't this attractive. <laughs> really? Number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not in our class, class, especially. Vince and I were eyeballing <laughs> each other. And that was about was it. Definitely not in my film class. <laughs> Or Mickey or whatever. Or Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Pacey uh, no. from Dawson's Creek. Yes. And occasionally, occasionally you would talk about a movie that you saw 
two minutes before class went. And at the time when we were there, it was a great time in cinema because Pulp Fiction was coming out. Mm, uh, nice. So we were, yeah. getting, we were getting all that. It was, it was great. <laughs> Babe, which I was a big, hey, all joking aside, one of my favorite movies of that year. And Vince, could, and Vince agreed. I think remember yeah. we went to see the. Th- I saw that movie the theater three times, babe. Wow! I kid you not. I love that movie. You drove, yeah. You James Cromwell for the win. Like you got to see it. You got to see it. No, he believed me because they're like <laughs> pig. The pig movie. I'm like, yeah, the <laughs> pig often. movie, man. <laughs> so I have a confession to make. I modeled my look in college after Jamie Kennedy in this movie. <laughs> I thought you were I saying had, for babe. Uh, <laughs> I had the side, the pointy sideburns. I did the pointy sideburns, awesome. and I did the goatee. I, I had the mustache as part of my goatee, so he doesn't have the mustache. But everything else, like, I was basically trying to be Jamie Kennedy That's in college. Just, just a I second. I'm going to disconnect you from the call. <laughs> my, my, meanwhile, when my wife, who I did not know when I was in college, when she sees pictures of me from that time, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I didn't know you then. You look like yeah. such a douchebag. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but the pictures resurface of like a yearbook from college. I didn't have this mm-hmm. yearbook. Oh my god! I, I have like a sleeveless jean jacket. Like it's ripped. <laughs> up. I, I don't remember what? owning a sleeveless jean jacket. <laughs> were you were you like a bruiser? Were you like were you like? I, I guess I, like, at the time I I, I was up? even muscular. <laughs> like so I don't even know if I'm wearing a shirt underneath it. It, it was You're horrifying to see. Yeah, I'm like thank God I didn't get that that, that book. <laughs> oh man that's but, funny it's anyway. true though you were like this skinny you know <laughs> italian kid and then i was sort of i had long luscious hair you know it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was a good time <laughs> he was right out of a wb show i like this randy sort of followed her to the university and kind of it kind of sets up a vibe again in retrospect i don't know if i thought he was the killer at the time when the movie was released but is there like that creepy stalker kind of attraction she's with another guy Again, yeah. So maybe yep. he's you but know then, but then disillusioned. It's such a good job of like, or maybe yeah. he's the guy that she should end up with. Like, yeah, you, you know, you, you, you yeah. don't know. Yeah, uh, everyone's definitely. a suspect scene is actually really well written, oh, uh, and, and it's and it's fun. Uh, they get a little wacky when he when Randy shows up in like VHS footage uh, in part three, but I guess right. they wanted to wedge him in for fan service. Uh, I get it. I understand why they do it, but it, it, it's a little forced then. Here, everything just sort of still works organically, and uh, I think the press being there on top of it is is exactly how this would go down yeah. if you were living yeah. this life. <laughs> and Definitely. so Jer- Jerry O'Connell is <laughs> the boyfriend. You instantly like don't trust him because he's so good looking. He's and he's got that preppy shirt. You know, you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I trust this guy. And he, we find out he's bad and stuff. <laughs> Before he became a, yeah. a coveted right. husband. <laughs> right. So How good does Courtney guy. Cox look in this movie, by the way? Yeah. Like, this is the best she looks in all the movies. And it's funny because they said that she was going for a sophisticated yet slightly trashy look. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like ha- she didn't even know. Like, great. Yeah. It was much better than three. That's for sure. Oh, and oh, four. Like, after three and four... What happened to Gail Weathers' hair? That's got to be mission number one of Screen Five: is to course correct the Gail Weathers' hairdo. That's it's true. You got to get on. In, uh, in Cougar Town, her hair is fine, but then in these ones, it's just yeah, that really strange. 
I mean, you're right. I love this with the, the red streaks getting that yeah. bloody feel. Mm-hmm. So I nose kind of thing. We're getting introduced to Salt. Uh, I forgot her first name. Barbara Salt. Yeah, Debbie. I can't remember. Debbie, Debbie Salt. Thank Maybe. you. Thank you. Thank you. You are absolutely correct. And I had no clue at the time that what they were going for, but man, oh man, is it a great homage to, of course. Friday the thirteenth, and, and, and Pamela Voorhees at the end. I almost wish she didn't have a counterpart, but they explain it so well yeah. uh, that she wouldn't be able to do this all by herself, and she needed yeah. the freaky fucking film guy to do it. <laughs> right, right. Somebody with some muscle. I mean, she's not a big lady. Yeah, and there's Mister exactly. Arquette Senior. Right, right. Yeah, Gail's re- uh, written a book, and the book's become a bestseller. So they've done a lot of great things. Uh, in between, in the what, in the two years, the year and a half that's maybe happened in between. I don't know if they're seniors in, in the first one or not. Doesn't matter, but they've done a lot more uh, in between. There's been something recently that popped up. I wonder if you guys have seen it because it's kind of made the rounds on social media. That Scream is the Nickelback of horror. What? <laughs> no, get out of town. There, there's get a meme. That's, and it's like, and then, you know, I, I think. Uh, it was uh, Brian Salmon said, "You know it's true," and I'm, I'm like, like a tear came down my eye. Uh, <laughs> Total disagree. Is it because it's so like every actor here is from a TV show at the time? It's like casted that way. Like it's it's a little too bad rock. Is that was that the whole reference to go back bad rock? Uh, well, I, I or yeah, I, or I guess poser rock. And this poser is poser rock. horror. Maybe is is where they're. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's where they're going with it. Whether you agree or not, that's yeah. Preston is I mean, not happy right now. He's about to leave. Something that's generic <laughs> and appeals to the masses. I I just I think it's I think it's not that. I mean I think it, there's it it is broad in that it it can appeal to a more people. It can reach out to more people than <clears> most <throat> slasher movies do. Yeah. But that doesn't make it bad. You know, that, no. that doesn't matter. It's a piece of art. Like metal, like metal fans, like any fan of, of some sort of music or movie. But horror fans are, are a bunch of, almost like a jaded bunch. Like, these are for me. Fuck you. Mm. You don't enjoy them. I, these are my movies. And I'm like, I'm totally cool with, hey, if it gets more people into horror, so be it. Like, join yeah. us. Yeah. Join Absolutely. us. <laughs> yeah, you might That's not be true. watching a, a, a Serbian film next, and maybe you don't need to. But <laughs> right, but you can right. enjoy the Scream series and, and like, uh, more more recently, Freaky and, and the, mm, the Happy yeah, Death Days. Sure. Like, they're fun movies. Yep. yep. Yes. And actually, Freaky's go really gory, so it, it's interesting to see how that could be coined a, almost like a gateway movie, because the gore in that is, is over the top for, like, a mainstream film. Right. But anyway. Right. We're gonna, I said we weren't going to just be talking about Scream the whole time through. We got we got yeah, the reintroduction episode. of Dewey. Yeah, Dewey's Dewey, theme that with a limp. Is twang. Yep. Was so a, did was did you realize that Dewey's theme was not written by the composer? Did you yes. know that that he had written a theme for Dewey, and I think the Weinstein's rejected it and pulled in a theme from the their movie Broken Arrow. For Dewey's oh, wow. theme for Scream One, like John Woo's and... Broken Arrow. <laughs> yeah, John Woo? yeah, yeah, the John Woo movie, <laughs> and that is Dewey's theme. And so Johnny Who, <laughs> John, John Woo, nice, great, it's a great callback. It's a great, it's a great callback. Thank you, Vince. Um, <laughs> um, 
And so now when we hear Dewey's theme, we're hearing the theme that's actually in another movie from from Broken Arrow. I had Crazy. no clue. And you you, you bring up a great point part. about the music. The one downfall of this franchise is that it doesn't it doesn't establish an identity with a theme that we that is so like what when you think of Friday the thirteenth, you know the theme. Uh-oh. Or at least yep. shh, shh, shh. Yep. you know Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, the the, the nah, nah, exactly nah, nah. exactly Halloween of course like established mm-hmm. franchises with a, a standout theme this one is more run of the mill yeah horror movie I mean it's good it's a good score but yeah it it's works not identifiable yeah 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 and 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 again now that's the the horror geek in me saying that that maybe may have even elevated the series higher with that. Mm-hmm. Now, how much of a nitpick can you really make? I still enjoy the films, but it doesn't have that, that score that, that you would expect from a, from a classic uh, film franchise. Now, this is a good segue into something I wanted to bring up uh, to discuss with you guys. Uh, a couple of years ago in an interview, uh, Quentin Tarantino was talking about uh, the scream movies. And I'm going to quote what he said. I actually didn't care for Wes Craven's direction of it. I thought he was the iron chain attached to its ankle that kept it earthbound and stopped it from going to the moon. Wow. What do you guys think of that? Do you think Wes Craven actually held back the Scream movies uh, from becoming even better than they could have been? Or do you think Wes was part of the, the secret sauce that was needed to make the Scream movies what they what they are? It's, it's, I'm going to go for the cop-out answer and say a little bit of both. And the reason I say that is that I think Wes was so jaded. Not jaded. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm taking it too extreme. But he lost control of Freddy. And he did not want that to happen again. And although he mm. got control back and sort of mended ways and was able to do the new nightmare, Scream gave him the opportunity to be able to control the series, at least up until the point of, of the TV show and, and part five that's coming out in in a year however right, they, they came out post his yeah his passing post his passing so i mean yeah. for what he could do in control but i i i think he he was so in love with the idea of doing something non-horror like he would have rather gone the music of the heart route right uh we call him the the, the master of suspense or the modern master of suspense but i kind of had a falling out with craven like I, as a kid i would have quoted as, as he would have been in my top Four directors as horror directors. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just loved everything Craven, and I would forgive the stupid ones even, yeah, just because yep. Craven's name was attached. And I'm like, ah, no, 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 it's okay. It's, yeah, it's Deadly Friend, but okay. B B B I love it. No, I'm just Basketball. not anymore. But Basketball. something happened. I think now that like maybe it, it, it lost its edge. So as much as there is gore in these movies, the gore is a little squeaky clean. As much as if you listen to the commentaries. Uh, Craven complains about the censorship that happened in part one. The censorship was fairly minute. I do agree with a couple of the things that were that, on his side that were cut and how it takes away the human element of the kill. But it, they weren't really graphic or overly graphic. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. maybe in the hands of someone else, does that make the movie better? Again, it's better as a result of the slasher fan in me would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. A- again, the movies still have his thumbprint. Yeah. He's an auteur. Remember Vince? An auteur. Yeah. Now, are you just talking about the, the, the actual story or are you talking about the level of violence? 
or do you think Tarantino was talking about that? I I, th- I think he, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I think that what he's commenting on is that the, the, the scripts in the world had an utter originality and creativity to them and that maybe Wes brought a, um, an older sensibility and, an, and a more standard execution to utterly original concepts. I, so, I, I think that's what he's saying. So agreeing with what a studio would want for commercial success a bit more yeah. than yeah yeah and ju- and just not bringing um not not bringing a really uh, an an edgy an edgy execution yeah. to the films okay. you know um i think that, that maybe that's true but i think that maybe that is to the to the film's benefit that the staging i mean as i'm as i'm watching this here i mean you know we're we're barely listening i'm seeing it visually Mm-hmm. The way that he stages these scenes is so it's so sophisticated. It is Hollywood and glossy. Absolutely. But yeah. it it is also sophisticated and I think that that's good for these movies. I don't think I would want to see a gritty version of I'm a metal of a metal horror movie. I I don't know if that would if that would match. You're um, right. That yeah, I totally get what you're saying and I 100% agree on that one too. This isn't a grindhouse type film. This isn't, uh, I mean, it's better than all the slashers that came out in the late 80s, so to speak, where the genre really got super campy. Yep. And this took it out of the camp element. And then in Scream 1, with having a an A actress like Drew Barrymore having a major you know, part of the beginning, that kind of led to it becoming a popular franchise that everybody wants to be a part of. And mm-hmm. I think once you get to that point, then you can't really play with a lot of uh, unconventional stuff. But I mean, you're, like like you're saying, I think it's a, I think it it is what it is. And I don't think it could have been downplayed the other way, or else it wouldn't be as great as it is. And the critique is bizarre too, because these are products, as you mentioned, Preston. It's Hollywood, and and embraces everything about Hollywood, and Hollywood produces product, uh, mm-hmm. and. And the goal is they were successful products. So from that standpoint, the studios were probably very, well, definitely very pleased. Yep. We had four yep. films, uh, what, three seasons of a show, and now a fifth coming up. There, this this is a franchise that was very, very popular. So from, I can understand maybe he didn't agree with the filmmaking choices, but I don't know where it would have, it may have appeased to more diehard horror fans, but as it stands, right. it appeased to the masses. Uh, yep, it yeah, made yep. horror more accessible, which again, going back to what we said earlier, that's not a bad thing because it gets more people on board. Maybe someone saw this and they wrote and made a movie that we've already seen now that we love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if Ari Aster uh, uh, watched this before Hereditary, but uh, <laughs> but at the same token, like, I mean, uh, where I'm going with it is you don't know that. And so maybe this got them into into horror or, or we're going to see people that have made movies. Well, this these influenced you. Preston, they influenced us. Absolutely. And, and, you, and you, you've made a movie, which is what I want to get. I do want to touch upon that. Now, again, there's a lot happening here. I thought we were going to have more time, downtime. Uh, we're already, the sorority's been introduced. People have already left. They, they, I felt they got out of there very quickly. Something happened here. They went to another party, and Sober Sister had to stay home. No, she was always home. The party was at the fraternity across the street. Because remember, they run over. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. So she's I just there. watched this recently, so I remember. Okay. 
And she, yeah. So she's going to get killed because we need to kill at this point because it's been too long since the opening. Uh, mm-hmm. And w- once again, uh, I, I think this is set up okay for, for the me, death. this is where it start, kind of starts. This is where the film broke from the beginning, which is basically a follow-up to part one. And this is, to me, how the film starts its new killing spree. I know so do you th- people have already died, but this is where it starts raining. I don't know why. So someone's got to be, this is where you, you got to figure they, you know that there's two killers, sort of, because again, again, when you're watching it for the first time, you may not notice this. Right. But ultimately, yeah, she's sure. on the phone talking to him where he actually scoots by in the background <clears throat> or the killer scoots by in the background and there's no phone yeah. presence. So obviously, um, dude has to like, yeah, it's great. The, it's great yeah. staging of him. Yeah. Slipping by in the back there. there. There's an outtake where she turned around and actually is watching him do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they all start laughing because they're like, okay, well, the timing was off there. It was just, yeah. uh, it's again on the, the extra features on, um, oh, I was watching, I've got this this set here, the the ultimate set that's not so ultimate anymore because it's a DVD set that only has DVD. the first three movies. Yeah. And a DVD and I, ROM. I'm watching it on Blu-ray. <laughs> and Vince, you're watching a VHS copy from a Lost and Found box from Tim Hortons, right? Is that, is that how you're watching it? <laughs> yeah, if you call that Christian's Plex, yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm watching. <laughs> I got it linked up to my, uh, my digital copy on Plex. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. <laughs> Because I do have, but, but the VHS laugh, is I do have them all in VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't have a VCR anymore. It's in the storage locker. So. Dude, VHS is back. We just had this huge talk on, on Exploding Edge. There is such, there's an underground, I don't even know if it's underground anymore. Go on Facebook groups. There is such a cult following of VHS now. I just bought Friday the 13th back again in VHS. Wow. Like, not, I almost ex- have all of them. Because like you were like, I want to, I want to own these again. Basically. Yeah, I, well, I how, sold them. How you own them the first? Yeah, I stupidly but, like if I could go back in time, I wouldn't have sold anything. But you know, space might have been limited at the time. We had garage sales, get rid of everything, and you sell yep. everything off. Pregnancies, now, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. So then, <laughs> I'm some of these I got too cheap. <laughs> I've kept most of my VHS. I still have. All, I have Fridays one through nine still. Awesome. Um, I think I got rid of some of the nightmares, but like how I've got all my Halloween still on VHS. They're all, they're all back at my parents' house in West Virginia. You know, when I eventually I have to move that stuff out and it comes to LA, my wife might kill me, but, um, <laughs> well, there's a market. Maybe you can turn into some sort of artwork, a salon style wall of all VHS tapes. <laughs> I think uh, that'd be actually kind of cool. I just you realized realize part two and three fell back. This. And, <laughs> yeah, and we you will go further back from the wall. There's a skull. <laughs> it's an illusion that resolves yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I love, yeah. So, but Preston, you know, I have these takes and I'm afraid it's been 20 years since I've like let them breathe. Are they going to just gonna be one big sloppy mess? You can check. You can check. They may have gotten mold. They may have not. It's it. They're. Uh, I guess that's one of the things. Is mold is it, it could be an issue. But all the ones okay. I've bought have been very. I've been very lucky with. So uh, okay. Casey's getting killed right now, which I yep. thought yep. was a little. Yep. This death I didn't like. It's too tame it's friday it is a little seven i mean there you you don't really see much of the impact or much of the blood and but then he does throw her off the roof which is are you guys watching uncut or like a director's cut or just regular it's there's only one cut of this movie there is as far as i'm aware yeah oh because i read that uh that craven had built in super gory scenes because he knew the mpa would cut them and then that's what we get so he's happy the way this turned out because they had overdone the kills. Like, uh, ah, 
Yeah, they, apparently he cool. was like four times in the head in the washroom in the theater instead of just one and all this kind of stuff. Wow, but that but that cut has never been released, right? As far as I as no. far as I know, That's, I, I guess it's not. I thought maybe it was, yeah. but from, yeah. Now I know Scream has had a director's cut that came out on uh, VHS and Laserdisc, but has never come to DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, no, but you you can um, see them on YouTube. YouTube has uh, has yep. been fantastic for for finding little gems like uh, that and and everything else. But, Friday thirteenth, yeah. Uh, Preston, I saw you on one of the sites. I saw you on, and I didn't even know this format <laughs> existed. No, this sounds really. That was very cryptic. The way I, I led into I that. I saw him on one of the sites. Yeah, that yeah. I, I really want to know where this <laughs> no, is going. <laughs> no, a CED site. I didn't even know Vince. Do you know what a CED is? I didn't know this format existed until December. No. It is pre-LaserDisc, but what, like, what, so when you think of LaserDisc, you go, those are the records that are, that are like movies. I'm like, well, yeah, they're more like giant compact discs that are the size of records, but CED are actually like, they're grooved like records, but they played movies. Did you know this format existed, Vince? Uh, you mean like back in the early 80s or just recent? Yeah, early 80s. That's oh, Friday yeah. the 13th Part 3 in CD. I never even yes. knew this existed. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, and so... I, I had... Uh, it what? was like a giant cassette, right? Like, you know, I didn't have that, sorry. No, but I remember going in our classroom and they had that machine and we watched uh, Fantastic Voyage, you know, where they go inside the person's body. It was on one of those things. Hmm. Like on a record yeah, like that looked exactly, like that? Yeah, it looked what? exactly like that. Holy crap. So I that... don't remember this. So I, that was the first format that my family owned back when I was a very young kid. So Whoa. that is how I first fell in love with movies. We had Superman 1, 2, and 3. We had uh, the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, we had Frankenstein and Dracula and Three Stooges. That, that CED, we, I, we called it Selectivision. Selectivision is like kind of the brand name, That's uh, the it. RCA brand name. That's how I fell in love with movies. And, and so, uh, yeah, I have a little collection of select divisions here um, because wow. it's, it's and I, oh, I have a work. I have a working player and uh, hooked up. up to my home nice. theater and oh. everyone now and again, I'll watch something on them. Yeah. I, and, and the I quality I, I and again, if they just are playing properly and you don't have any problems, they they're I don't know if this is true because I've never been able to experience it. They say that this is actually probably a superior format to Laserdisc, but I don't know if that if you could substantiate that or not. Or, or... I I would say it's slightly above VHS, but below but below Laserdisc. Okay. Um, I, I even if it's playing perfectly, it's it's not it's not quite Laserdisc okay. Laserdisc yeah. resolution. Um, uh, the sound is surprisingly not too bad. Some of the discs are encoded awesome. with Dolby Stereo, so you can get up to four channels That's right. on like That's Back awesome. to the Future and things like that. Um, uh, it's fun. It's it's for nostalgia. You know, it's the way that there's a certain way that when you put the disc in, it really has to get up to to spin it really fast, and so there's like a a ramp up sound as you hear it start and like a spinning <laughs> oh, wow. sound. And when I do that sound. It's it's a transporting sound for me to back to my childhood. That's right. That's awesome. Oh, I know Sydney's getting attacked. Yeah, uh, and this is where this is the, where it's they have that Jerry iconic. O'Connell. So this is this is a great part where I think uh, Craven does a great shot where she's Ooh. like where where yeah. it pans into her and she knows it's happening again. 
Yeah. I, I, maybe, I don't know if we missed it already because we were talking or if it's after this attack sequence. I think it's after this attack sequence where he's cut and she can't trust him because of yeah, the boyfriend issues that she yeah. had before. It's a great moment. Yeah. Yeah, here it is, I think. And then I think now she realizes that this is all uh, uh, after this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mean to jump back and forth, but supposedly that this uh, CD or uh, SpectraVision uh, died out in like 85 or 86. So I think only the first yep. five Fridays are on here. And I'm yep, trying to be correct. a Friday the 13th completist. And I'm trying to collect them all. And I had so close to getting one in four in my hands. <laughs> and I even bid on a guy with part two, but he hasn't even responded. And oh. I went five bucks he was going to sell it to me for. Oh, and shipping. That would be and great. Shipping. So in Canada, hilarious in the shot, States. by the way, of the two sorority girls. Like, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, we just sure. we cut to the two sorority girls just standing there. Sorry, too. sorry. No, to no, no. Off. That's just what we that should moment. be talking about. We should be talking about the movie. I just had to bring it up because I noticed that you're on one of the sites. This is the shot where she sees her boyfriend cut up. Yeah, and, yeah. And West, it's just a slow pan up. Or tracking, or track and up, like, whatever like it may put, be. Like we're dolly yeah. into her, and Thank she you. has that look of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's and, happening again, it, it, and it's it's so cool. And that grounds it; it makes it feel a little bit yeah. more real. I can't believe it's you do about it too, because I I I feel like I'm up to speed on on anything like movie related. I had never heard of this. It was one of my earliest memories of like I think I almost think we were at like a church group. Or something my parents brought me to the babysit kids for half a day body and they Christ. had that machine yeah <laughs> i like a this sunday a school thing but i didn't go to sunday school <laughs> but after i after i was the priest you know, <laughs> oh man joke about that yeah. I know that's now preston i don't know yeah. again i i always dance around it as i said the first time we t- spoke uh like i said two and a half years ago uh, wow. when we, when we did the, uh, the actual interview, mm-hmm. uh, Runeby had been out now, I think a couple of months, uh, on, um, on shutter. I think it was just debuting on UK shutter. I believe the timing might have been a little off there now that it's been out there and, and you've, you've experienced it. And it's a couple of years later, almost three, I guess, since it may have debuted. How's that experience been for you? Are you seeing like are you bling bling bling? Are you buying CEDs left, right, and center, or are you are you saying f this streaming world we've entered into? Or can you answer? I, I will absolutely answer. I won't. <laughs> I won't give. I'm not going to give uh, hard and fast numbers, That's but fine. I will. I will answer. I will say that we made the movie for a very small amount of money. It it it. Six figure amount of money, but very low amount, very low six figures. Okay. Nice. And so, okay. And, and <laughs> Princess do the one math. would, <laughs> 100,000. And, and it came out on Shutter. <laughs> yeah. RLJ put it out on DVD and Blu ray here in the States. It's in Walmart nice. and available for streaming. It comes up on AMC uh, Plus. Uh, they sh- show it linearly on AMC Plus. So, like, it's, you know, in terms of getting it out there, a little tiny film, I count it as a success, but we have not yet made our money back. Okay. It's possible that we still will. We're over two-thirds of the way there. But, you know, I, cool. I invested some of my own money into the movie. I did not take a fee for the, you know, for writing or directing or editing or anything else. And so I still am, I'm still out of my own pocket 
in terms of in terms of making money back for for their movie. So I, I, crazy. I, 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 it's crazy, but I find it fascinating because that's I think the the picture that needs to be. Uh, painted it, it, the industry has definitely uh, changed. There's a lot more distribution ways to distribute, uh, self distribution as well. But but mm-hmm. that's this is the 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 reality of the situation, and that's that's great. Now, did you have to strike the deal for for RJL Entertainment? I'd say that right for them to to put it on on Blu-ray and, and DVD, or was that part of the package? Or great question. So it was part of the package. Um, when we we really were hoping that there would be a physical release. When we made the deal with Shutter, they wanted to buy. They wanted to buy the physical rights as part of the deal, and but they wouldn't guarantee that there would be a physical release. We so we were like, well, what if we pulled the, those rights from you guys, and then the money went down significantly? So we said, you know what, we'll we'll just let you have all the rights and hope that you put it out. Um, RLJE is actually it's all one parent company. It's AMC Networks. They own. Okay. Shutter, yeah. RLJE, IFC, all these, all these, right? So that it just sense. made sense that, that they would put it out. Um, but there was never a guarantee that they would. Um, uh, and we were really happy that they chose to. So everybody so should buy a physical copy is what you're, that's what you're the throwing be- out there. That's the absolutely best yeah. way to why. If, you buy, if okay. you buy that Blu-ray, I, I, you know, I, I have a... a, a I can nice eat. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it, it looks, the Blu-ray looks as good as it did when we were color correcting it in the in the color correction suite and sounds as good as it did in the mix stage so that's that's the best way to possibly watch okay perfect awesome that's what you just answered it and you actually have trumped everything i've always said because i'm like hey like on shutter well not i'm not always sure shutter guarantees the best like uh quality streaming but i i know netflix and and amazon say they've got 4k streaming and whatever but you've just said it best the Blu-ray version is the best way to experience it. It looks the best and the closest to what you color corrected. There Correct. we go. Okay. So Absolutely. physical Absolutely. media should still not go anywhere. And I was, I was saying, I was starting to say, I'm digital. Digital's the way. Digital's the way. But I started collecting physical media again in the last year. I, trust me, I, I almost gave, I gave it up and then went back. And there are horror fans again. One thing about horror fans is they love collecting physical media. So yes, they do. It's great, and, and that's and the I'm reason. a huge physical media fan. So there, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I've been wrong. I admitly admit it. I'm wrong. <laughs> Vince is loving okay. this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Uh, no, that's that's awesome to hear, and and I'm glad uh, I'm glad that worked out. So. Cool. I have to think it's it's about great, that. and now I mean the whole the whole the the real goal is like now to make the next project, and, and um, having ruined me has opened some doors, but it's it, it getting up the sec getting the second project to go is going to be every bit as hard as it was to get ruined me to go, um, especially wow. because for this one we're looking to up the appetite to up that number a good bit. Um, and so it's it's not a no brainer by by any stretch of the imagination for me to get a second movie made. It's 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 a big struggle and I'm 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 in it right now. And that's another thing yeah. that people should be aware of. You don't just it's not a guarantee that another project is right around the corner necessarily. Now you've been working, you've been working, we'll get to that too. Like has COVID played into this at all? For a delay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I would assume we so, had but... originally hoped to shoot in like September twenty twenty. And this was like in 
in January, February, March, 2020, that was what we were thinking. And then when COVID hit, we, we just, there was no way we felt we could make it safe uh, at our, at the low budget yeah. number that we're talking about. So we just said, okay, 2021 at the earliest. Um, and it makes it harder because now um, we have to rate the COVID protection costs money. Wow. Mm-hmm. COVID the, protection. The, what you it's have like to do. It's, it's not only that, but it, it's, it's like the PPE that you have to, that yeah, you have to supply, testing. the number of tests, the, if people have to quarantine, the, the contingency plans you have to have in place. <laughs> Big shows can do it because they can increase their budgets and they, can, they, yeah. can, they, they have that ability. It's, it's going to be so hard to make the math work, to increase our budget but still have the confidence that we can return on an investment. It's tough. It's really, it's the independent film game is so, so incredibly difficult to play. Can you, uh, just to bring it back to the movie one second, we'll get back. Do you think standing up on a table singing and professing your love for making a movie might get get it made like this guy just did his girlfriend? (laughs) How how embarrassing would this scene have been to film? And that I, lo- I love this scene, though. This is what I'm talking about when I say, like, the fun and the energy. Like, there, th- there are other things happening in the characters' lives in this movie other yeah. than the killer. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if we can say that about Scream 3 or Scream 4, can we? Like, is there anything else happening in any of the characters' lives, really, other than the... Other than the killer in those movies? Very, very Ooh, that's true. That's a good point. Oh, oh. And, and I, and I love... I lo- so the casting of Tori Spelling. Oh, yes. So we're see- we're seeing the interview of Tori Spelling, and we're going to see this clip here from the sad movie of Luke Wilson at, at, yeah. as, oh. as Billy Loomis, stupid, stupid, and when he says stupid, stupid, stupid yes, yeah. so funny. And they also reference that David Schwimmer plays Dewey. This yeah. was one of my big disappointments with Scream Three. Why did we not get all those actors? Yeah. In Screen Three, why did we not have Luke Wilson and Tori Spelling and David Schwimmer? Why do we have all those other people? Because there was somebody playing Dewey, and it was not David Schwimmer. You know, like this would have been so fun to have these guys in. In it would have been. 3. Maybe they just turned it down. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it was the hot franchise at the time. I, I, I can't imagine it would have been, or maybe the price was too high. But I, I, who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because these are always still made for under thirty million, right? It was like twenty-four million or something that they were budgeted at. Yeah, which is which I, they I made don't like know. But they, cer- they certainly million. still made them for a price. You know, they they weren't like yeah. Yeah. sky's the limit. No, but they made sky's the limit money more than they right. did. Yeah, more than they. And now, I think and now we got. The top, sorry, Vince. The top three slashes are one, two, and three, in terms of uh, uh, box office. Like of all time. Of, of like yeah the yeah the four like the slasher four wasn't really well received at the time sorry yeah. Getting, uh, yeah I feel like I feel like it was just us old guys going to see Scream Four you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like, like I don't old. I don't think it brought in the young people I think the young people were like what Scream we don't know what that is you know and, and here we are oh, again another ten years later for it'll be eleven years I think by the time it, it's released in in January twenty twenty two. It's going to be interesting yep. to see. Oh, I'm going to check it out. I'm, I'm excited to see it, but uh, it's. I'm going to be interested in seeing the reaction. Uh, and see, yeah, and me too. 
my nieces and now, nephews you... are in their early 20s and they don't get how much we like scream they just think it's any other mm-hmm. like any other horror movie and i'm like oh but you don't understand because it's a reference and the i feel like i'm like brandy <laughs> now, i mean this is 23 <laughs> yeah. years old now right or 24 yeah. years wow. old yeah, yeah. Well, i guess 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah 98 this is 97. 97. 97. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 97. Wow. Crazy. I know. Um, now, have you guys seen uh, the the film from the filmmakers uh, that are doing Scream 5? Have you seen Ready or Not? Yes. Yes. I, I really liked it. Yeah. Did you that guys was like one it? of my favorites of, la- of, of last year. Uh, or Same. Two years ago? I think it was whenever it came out. It was, one, it was two years ago uh, yeah. uh, in uh, 2019. It came out. You haven't seen it, Vince? Yep. You'll love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Lots of fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. That's another, like, a, a fun horror movie that uh, takes a premise and, 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 and plays with it. You're not too sure where it, where it's going and and without giving anything away. It, it's a great payoff as well. Yeah. It, it, really, like the, it really is. Is it like the Happy Death Days and Freaky kind of uh, maybe even Final a little bit more girl. playful. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you've. I'm pretty sure you would have seen the preview for it. Uh, Samantha Weaving, Weaver, Weaving, Samara Gord- Weaving. Yeah, Samara, Samara. <laughs> I got that totally wrong. T- pretty much. Oh, uh, the babysitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And okay, I'll take a look at it. She said, "Yeah, you'll love it." Yeah, it's really great, and I'm so excited. I think those guys are going to do a great job. I think they're going to do a great job. I'm really pumped that they're doing it. Uh, we so stopped. I was going to ask you. Sorry, Christian. I was going to ask you a question that I might be really stupid about this, but going back to ruin me and, and getting it on streaming services, is it really difficult to get on Prime or Netflix or anything like that? Coming from like a... uh, it, not not necessarily. Now it would be. It is very difficult to be a Netflix original or a Prime like a you know an Amazon an Amazon mm-hmm. original release. That the, that's where they are paying a premium for that privilege and where they are spending some advertising dollars. For instance, like the movie, I actually haven't seen it yet, but a low-budget movie that became an Amazon original, The Vast of Night. Um, I saw it. Was great. A, I, yeah. I hear it's really good. I haven't seen it yet. Little movie made independently, purchased by them, pushed out by them, you know, in a big way. Okay, so that's different from just getting on Netflix or just getting on Prime. And in that case, they're paying a much smaller amount of money. And because you're not, you're not an Amazon original or Netflix original or whatever, they're not promoting you. So you're just one of a bunch. Okay, and that is not, you know, you can find a lot of smaller indie horror films on, on those services, but they aren't, they aren't, getting a bunch of money from the services and they aren't getting any promo. I, I'm, I was much, much happier that we landed. Obviously it would have been great if Netflix had come in and said, you're a Netflix original, we're buying you worldwide, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that, that probably was never a reality for a film like ruin me. Um, it's, it's a one in a million thing for a, for a tiny film with no, with no names and, and, you know, not, not huge, huge festival play. But One of the perks about d- being Canadian is that you can get that type of content. Like, you know, Backcountry, Christian, with the bear attack yeah. one? And that's a Canadian film, and it got actually a really good run on Netflix for a while. So it's one of those things huh, that... interesting. We have Canadian content rules where 50% has to be Canadian, so that also helps the independent. 
but that's different from obviously your situation. You got to come up here and get your tax credit and for your next film. Yeah. And try. Sure I'll marry you. But there, here's a, <laughs> I don't know if that is illegally, but the reality is that um, there is a lot of dog shit though on, well, pretty much every streaming service, but specifically Amazon. That when you have a mother yes. Krampus and, and, and I'm watching it and I, I get pissed off because there, there is a, there's, there's a certain group of people that just say, well, you've got to give them credit for making a movie. I'm like, no, not that movie. Now, that movie's a piece of fucking shit. It's literally someone taking, I don't even know if they're taking a phone because it looks like it's filmed through a sock. And that like oh, filmed through this, this and, and it's just so bad. No editing, no, no budget, bad acting, the whole nine yards. I'm not, I'm talking bargain basement. It's like they, yeah. they got their friends together. That really did, well, it, it, like there's a ton of them though. That's the thing. There's a ton yeah. and you got to wad through them and you could tell because the cover art usually won't lead you astray. Uh, they, they yeah. just looked at Dutch it. That burns me because I feel like that, makes it more difficult for like the, some of the gems to shine through sometimes so that you've got to have people well, weed through them. Almost. That's but why anyway. I, right. Right. That, that's why I was really pleased that we ended up on shutter because shutter right. is most certainly curated and they are, they are really careful about their curation and what they're bringing to their service. So while there is something cool about how ubiquitous Netflix is and how ubiquitous Amazon Prime is, that anybody could watch it as soon as it comes out, there's actually something great about Shudder being so tightly curated and marketed to horror fans. So I, I was pleased, I was willing to forego the ubiquity of availability of the movie in favor of having the stamp of the Shudder curator on yeah. the film. Uh, nice. I, and I think it... I think it helped. I think it helped a lot. I think more people watched it because it was on Shutter, even though it was less available than would have watched it if it had just been dumped as one of like the movies you're describing, Christian, on yeah. on an Amazon or Netflix. And I, and I maybe yeah. it's easier for me to to say it how it is. I do find that uh, if you're a filmmaker, a lot of filmmakers don't like the bad mouth of their films, and I get it. But these movies don't, are, don't, to me are not even films. Right. They're not even right. product. It's, the, it's well, literally based barf. on some of the reviews, some yeah. people might say the same thing about ruining me. So, you know, what can I say? We talked about that last time, but again, we'll come. Yeah. We'll keep coming back to it because this is an interesting scene here. Um, uh-huh. Do you really think? Yeah. Well, I guess they do show him escape. So they're doing the play, the dramatic scene on stage, and she sees all the masks, and she thinks she sees the screen mask, but then it's really just everybody really bizarrely taken off, going, "What the hell's wrong with her?" But I actually do think you see the ghost face killer disappear through the back here, yeah. as well. That might that to me that may be a, bit, a misdirection. I don't. That's maybe the things that was craving. He did that in part one. I think he does it through the whole series. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think you need to see him escape. It could have just been her thinking she saw Ghostface. Right, right. Because of the masks. But he didn't have to physically be there. Like, you figure that even if there's not a security because it's a college, I don't know if he could get in a uniform or costume, get on the stage with the other actors, parade around, kind of torment her, and, and be able to leave. So, again, nitpicky, most definitely, uh... I just think it should but have been a it, figment of her imagination as opposed yeah, to but you him physically being that there. it was what's his face that just kind of snuck in the back and went back out again. Mickey. It's explainable. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't know how successful that that is. I think just having a figment 
pers- for me personally, would have been a better way to deal with the scene. Because I, you I see actually a lot don't remember. See, I don't remember. I remember only the figment. I, I maybe okay. I missed it. The actual physical. The what you're talking Everybody about. Everybody rewind. We don't have that privilege. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you just seemed sort of deke out again and take off. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, I, we were talking and I looked up and it was the figment scene. But then I, I swear I remember because this is what my argument. Sorry, I hit my mic there. That which is I always do that. Uh, that you seem sort of deke out a little bit as well. So well, then you, you might think it's the boyfriend again because he was sort of right there watching. Yeah. And, and it's so. probably again right, a way right. to tie it and have that everybody's a suspect uh, type mentality. Uh, there was a line that I think we missed already where the camera guy delivers the, my favorite line of the movie, where it's like, uh, she's like, oh, the guy was uh, gutted. And yeah, I read your book. Your last cameraman was gutted. She's like, he wasn't gutted. His neck was th- slit. He's like, gutted, neck slit. The guy ain't in the union no more. <laughs> it's a fantastic line. It's great. He's a great character. Yeah. And what's and what's so interesting, I mean, he he's still in the movie, but at a certain point, he just says, I'm leaving I'm this narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And he never comes back. And yeah. it's okay. It's a strong choice, you know? He's With- like Ted in Friday the 13th Part 2. And those, that right. group that goes right. to the bar. Absolutely. And then we never see them again. Like, there's a lot of survivors. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yep. But also, is this, I, correct me if I'm wrong, when do we hear about African Americans always being killed off uh, in horror movies very quickly or very easily? Is it only brought up in here or is it brought up before this movie? Because you said that's what uh, he doesn't make that, oh, brothers always get killed in these movies. Or no, it was said at the beginning with the couple. Right. I think so. Yeah. I think that's right. And I'm like, oh, does that is that where it kind of became that? Mm. I think he references it. I, 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 now I'm getting confused again. We're not listening with full volume as well. We're just yeah. sort of getting the visual with a, a bit of dialogue here. Uh, this is the, the scene where they're being stalked. They're in the, sort of like the common ground, a park area at the university and the the killers called them, and I I do really like this scene, and how they have to play around, and how cell phones have become, you know, ingrained in popular culture. So uh, it's even one step further, yeah. and so he's looking around, trying to keep them on the line oh, as man. they're trying to track down who and the killer could be. Watch the staging here, you know, just this the way it's staged is. I mean, this is what you get from somebody like Wes Craven, who's had, yeah. who is top top level of yeah. directing. I mean, this the staging is so good you know the the steady cam work how you're put into the shoes of randy as he's you know trying to find out who's doing this yeah no it's remarkable yeah it it is the one of the standout scenes in the film uh and him getting Mm. killed surprised me i actually thought he was going to survive so i thought i mean how how i mean I, I, I read that someone online made this comment. The death of Randy was the last time the Scream franchise has surprised us. That, and, you know, um, in uh, moving forward from this moment, you know, we have our big three and they survive every movie and they're, they're not the killer. They're not the victim. They survive, you know, in there, in there sort of a lack of the big shock yeah. now because yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this character. I love, I mean, I told you, I modeled myself after him for a time. And the fact that he died, oh, at, fuck you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, fuck you. Fuck you. It hurts. It, it really hurts in a way that rarely 
you feel you feel that loss in a slasher movie. You well, know? this is us, right? This is really us. Uh, yeah. As much as I don't want to feel like I'm a geek, I'm a geek. Like I'm a film geek, and, yeah. and, and that's what I like. I mean, I, I bite the heads off chickens on my spare time too. But I'm a geek through and through. But that's you don't want that. But that's it. That's why you relate to him. He's likable. He's protective, and and his his killing is pretty vicious. But again, it it could have been even more so. It could have yeah. been even more so. It gets pulled in here, but I think it's perfect for the explanation later of who the reveal of the killer is. I don't know why we're being cryptic because we're spoiling this. By the way, Randy dies. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's the viciousness of the killing. You realize that it's the mom because of the way she's talking about Billy right there and how he's a big prick. Mm. She's going to town. I even think she references it later. But that's why she right. yanks him. Is like f this, and and she's just going to town and stabbing him. But again, I wish it was a little bit more vicious. I do love the fact that this takes place during the day. I could accept the explanation with the guys with the beatbox coming back to kind of drown out the noise of the smashing and the rumbling of the van. But again, I, my co-hosts and exploding heads didn't necessarily like this scene as much. Uh, huh. I love it. It was another scene that they uh, cut down. Apparently, you were supposed to see his throat getting slit open. And, and they and is that, it out. Christian, is that why they objected to it? Because because you know it's most most of the stabbing happens off camera, and they they want to see an on camera gore effect. Is that why they that, objected and to I it? Think, I think the the ludicrous they they were thinking it was ludicrous that. to have it happen out in the open in a big park. No one sees anybody. But again, I'm. I'm from the film reality, film belief. I let that shit go. Yeah. To enjoy yeah. the movie. I'm, I love I'm the okay fact with that, it. Yeah. I'm totally okay with it. The stuff that I nitpick, some people don't even have a problem with. Like the ghost face killer just <laughs> popping up in random scenes in part one. Like when they're talking about mm-hmm. the uh, the Richard Gere thing or whatever like that, and then all of a sudden you just see a ghost face killer like in the background. The bushes. You're, you're like, what, yeah. what the fuck is yeah. that? Or in the supermarket yeah. and what what? Like it, yep. <laughs> those are weird misdirections that don't need to happen. Uh, whereas this is fine. The daytime thing is great because every t- typically we we have our killings at nighttime. So now we think we're safe because it's during the day and Randy just gets killed. So not only does Randy get killed, mm-hmm. which is a surprise, it's happening during the day. So that's why they threw you right off. You're not expecting this to yeah. happen. So totally successful. I love it. I, great scene. Great scene. Yeah. This is a weird scene uh, a, a little bit too because this is like with intranet. So Sydney's on like the internal computer system here. Again, Dave Dave had a problem with this when we were talking about it last summer that he didn't know what they were looking for and why they 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 covered. It. I go, well, someone's got to be in this the computer network. This computer network, but do they have to be in this building? I don't know. And then suddenly, then we have Cotton Weary pop back up. Uh, and, and what and a strong choice to have oh, Cotton know. Weary become a character in this movie. I, this agreed. Movie. Would you yeah. have ever expected that after no. after Scream One? You think that he, I... he's, he, you know, he's exonerated, he goes away, and now he's a character. And again, something is going on his in his life outside of this. He's trying to build like a career for himself. He's trying to kind of make a name for himself. It's great. It's so smart. It's, it's such great... smart screenwriting. It is, and that's what he when he wrote Scream and he did the uh, the outline for two sequels, so that he could franchise it, or that was the whole sale. And that wow. obviously he already knew that Cotton would be a character in the following two or whatever. It, I think it's brilliant too. Like I, I love that. I love when it happens on TV shows where they introduce somebody and then it doesn't even come into effect until like I don't know yeah. ten episodes down the series. I yeah. think it's brilliant when they drop that. 
Yeah. Does he even have I mean, a line in the first one other than maybe a, I like don't think interview. so. Yeah, he's like such a secondary. He was the he was the the suspect in her mother's death, and it what a great way to bring him back and and to get him part in. I I again yeah. smart writing, making it three dimensional, bringing back characters that are in the lore, yep. uh, and why she would not trust him, and, and everything else. It, it, it's it's again smart writing, and I think the reason Bonus you missed that in three. I know I know Williamson came back for four. But I think you missed that in three because Will, Will, um, Kevin Williamson just did the uh, the treatment, I believe, or, or the idea. That's, and how, then... that's how it's credited. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Ewan Kruger is credited yeah. with the script of three, I believe. Yeah, he just, he, right, he just did the uh, Or however you say Aaron, treatment. I'm not sure how you say it. Yeah, no, total, well, yeah, he didn't total write agreement. Until after it where Scream was a success, that's when he wrote this, oh, kind of at the same time as it was being, because wasn't Scream still in the theaters when Scream 2 came out? It was that popular. They may have done a re-release, but it was fast. But I mean, it was like on like the low end of movie theaters, the ones that like do the third showings and it was still out because it was one year. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a quick turnaround, but not a quick turnaround in the sense of like when you got, um, uh, like child's play, uh, two to three, where I think it was yeah. even less. It was like Oof. an eight month or six month. And, and but the, but the and again, I, I'm not against those movies. I actually, sometimes I prefer them to the original as well. Uh, th- those installments, which I did at the time, but this did not feel like a drop off. Like like we're saying, I, correct. When I first saw it, I was disappointed because I guess the shock and surprise of the twist of who the killer was in the first one and how you think it's the boyfriend and then they totally make him seem innocent and then wait a second where did you use that phone call and you're like holy shit this is awesome i mean it's it's yeah. it's candy for us the story the story is is made and there's shots in there specifically for the viewer to throw them off or or to to bring them on board and something but that's what a movie does that's what people forget when you're watching a movie if you if if you don't suspend that disbelief then yeah you're gonna have a lot of problems with yeah. not just this film but or yeah. series but a lot of films everything yeah. <laughs> exactly now as they're questioning cotton and we, we we'll calm down a little bit and get back to to uh the realm of uh movie and tv making because as covid hit you we were going to do this show i thought what like uh, other than like this is like maybe the third or fourth time we decided that we were going to try to attempt to record <laughs> yeah, this yeah the last time that was almost going to happen, I think, was back in August, September. I could be wrong. And you were on the set. You were in our neck of the woods or in Pittsburgh, I believe. Yes, or, that's right. Good memory, yeah. Christian. Good memory. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, I was working on a series called Manhunt Deadly Games, which is the oh. second se- uh, season of, uh, of the Manhunt franchise. I, we shot the first season in Atlanta. It's called Manhunt Unabomber. Uh, they're both on Netflix, at least here in the States. I don't know if they're available in Canada. Well, Vince has um, a show yeah, called Manhunt, set... too. <laughs> 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 uh, I thought the right nice. you brought this. It's on his own little channel. Have you ever heard of TikTok? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but that, so I don't, I have to check because I saw you post it was on, on there. Um, I don't know if I could check now without screwing things up, so I'm not, I'm not going to check. Yeah. So both seasons should be on Netflix, or definitely in the states. You said yes. Both both seasons in the in the states. Both seasons are now on Netflix. Yep, Manhunt Unabomber okay. and Manhunt Deadly Games. And you had writing credit on those as well. I did. I did. So um, on the second season, I w- on the first season I was an associate producer, but on the second season I was a full writer. I was uh, on the writing staff in the writers' room, and then I was writer producer on set in Pittsburgh. 
Uh, and it was an awesome gig. I learned so much. I had so much fun. I worked my ass off. Uh, but um, I think I made, I helped to make the show uh, better. I, at least I hope I did. Um, and I hope, awesome. I hope I also helped to make it a better experience for, for uh, people who were working on it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, it's that, true. It, it, <laughs> thanks, Vince. It's true. Yeah, that's it's just uh... nice, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's not an act. It's it's crazy. The uh, no, and I. Uh, so everybody should check the show out for sure. Uh, we have a lot of. Uh, I, I think we have mostly American listeners. <laughs> maybe, nah. maybe a couple uh-huh. of Canadian listeners cool. here, but, but a lot of people VPN into the states anyway. Get uh, VPN right. and get American Netflix or 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 get the best of both worlds if they can. So it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it's doable. Which yeah. is funny because Shutter works that way. I think I've seen it. That, that they have different it. different content on Canada and in the states and things like that. Is that what you I mean? don't I don't yeah. understand it, but yes, well they do. We also get <laughs> we also get content that you guys can't get if you only have right. Netflix. Like we'll we'll get Marvel right. movies on Netflix Canada for a year before they go to Disney Channel. You know what I mean? So we can sometimes yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. it's 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 just it's it's like you know. It, it, every filmmaker is trying to cobble it together. Even the big people, you know, even the big studios are trying to cobble together as much money as they can, you know, and maybe, you know, they, somebody, if it's not available in Canada, man, if man is not available in Canada, that could be because the studio Lionsgate sold it to a higher bidder before Netflix bought it in the States. You know, it's it, only when is it a Netflix original, do they, they insist that we have worldwide rights in perpetuity to everything. If it's not a Netflix original, then it's just territory by territory, you know? And I mean, for ruin me, we literally have a list of every territory that exists that you can sell to. And we just try to sell every territory for as much as possible, which is usually a very, very, very small amount by territory, you know, shutter bought, a bunch of territories, but they didn't buy worldwide because Shutter doesn't exist worldwide. They don't have yeah. a Japanese Shutter or a Chinese Shutter. So why would they pay money to take that away from us when we can have a chance to, you know, sell well, it they so audiences in China can see it? You know, I and think it'd be it successful is, too. It is on Canadian uh, Netflix, uh, both bo- both seasons. Oh, great! Mm. Yeah, great! So, awesome! Awesome! That's all right, on the list. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, no, it's a no good problem. Show. Yeah. I'm I'm oh, really proud of what we of what we did. One one show that you're not you're not tied to this show, but one show that uh and it's a Canadian show, uh mm-hmm. I heard that it's getting some new life Vince, and that's the series Slasher. So there's three yes. seasons that are out now. And a fourth. Um, yeah. And a fourth that is coming. And I, I was it's again, I don't do T V very often. I watch see mm. I watch The Simpsons and occasionally like uh, nice. I'll get into something like Cobra Kai <laughs> I got into yep. and whatever but usually I, I will go like a movie I like I like to put it on experience it be done with it uh but occasionally I'll get hooked into into movies uh, or just bam, bam, thank you man and yeah. and the, the Sasha series won me over and it's one of the ones where I thought that second it's gory as hell so yeah it is it, you didn't it, like it, it at first, though. Remember, I made you watch it again, like give it another yeah. shot. I I watched the first season and was so so on it. It had ups and downs. I loved the second season a lot more, and then the third season I thought was de- was decent as well. But I think the second season was my favorite. 
Me too. Cool. I, I think I've only seen the first. So I'll have to check out two and three yeah. and upcoming four. Yeah. They're filmed in, in small town, Ontario. Canada. It's Sudbury, yeah. right? Sudbury and, and made there. And I guess, I guess there's been enough of a uh, uh, viewership that they're, they've okayed a fourth season. So that's interesting. It was cool. just a show that I, I you know, the, it was probably at the beginning of last year that I kind of binged them. And uh, nice. I don't know if you're a fan, Preston, but a lot of the Degrassi alumni show up in these slasher films. Ah, <laughs> you know, I, I I missed the Degrassi train. My sister is a big fan. I I, I was I didn't get on I didn't get on it. Uh, wait, how old so, are you? I can't remember. I am. How old am I? I'm now 41. Oh, so, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a I'm year, younger just than a you guys by a couple younger. of yeah. years, right? Yeah. 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 A couple. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. Five. Five. Or five. Five. <laughs> for both of us. Yeah. Matt, you, you you did the math again, Vince. <laughs> We're 46 now, but we will yeah. be 47 this year. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Still look like I'm. I can't believe it. Holy smoke. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's great. And, and again, that's what keeps you busy. And I'm sure the goal is that you just want to get that second movie done it's feature feature that, movie I should, yeah I, I mean that that's what I really you know yeah but you got to make a living you know and yes. uh, the way to do that you have you know the studio the salary that you make working on a studio project through the you know the writers guild um, it's just you know it's gonna be way different than uh than you than you could make I mean the exception is if you have a if you one in a million make a ridiculous independent hit you know yeah like, yeah. It, yeah. like if if the we dream, had sold right? ruin me for a mil- yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a dream. Like if we had sold ruin me for a million dollars, then yeah, I would have made a lot of. I would have because I invested my own money and I also had points in it because I didn't take a salary and took points. So I would have you know netted quite a lot of money. Um, but that that is so, so so you know we read about it in the media when it happens, right? Yeah. But yeah, it is yeah. so 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 the exception. So we have I'm, to figure out a way to game stop this, like, you know, turn uh, Wall Street on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Reddit. Yes. Or whatever. Get on this. Right. And, and, right. right. And, and make this work. Here's another great sequence in the movie. I get because I, 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 I want to make sure our listeners are not thinking that we're abandoning the film. It's going. We are not. It's going. And, and it, 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 it's yeah. the set piece now of the killer stalking uh, both. Um, uh, Gail Weathers and, of course, Deputy Dewey or Dewey uh, in the film in the, the film department of the university. And it started uh, and they had a, rom- their, a romantic connection moment, which was really endearing, <laughs> which you really love. And then there's that hysterical shot where he's touching her breast. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like <laughs> and she has to up. kind of tell him to stop doing it when they think they're under attack. And then this, like, how smart is this? That they are separated by this soundproof glass. I love it. And yeah. so we get, you know, Wes, you know, I don't know if this is in the script or if this is Wes's staging or a combination of the two, you know, but just so smart, so creative. Create Creates just uh, just so much fun. Yeah. A I lot kind of, of fluid camera work here with uh, yeah. less edits as well. Yeah. The steady Vince- is fantastic. I was just going to say, like, uh, one thing about this ghost face, it's, he's a very clumsy killer. He's always sort of bumbling around, falling over here, jumping over there. 
it, it, which is part of his charm until you realize that it's like six different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every one of it's these are the clumsiest. No. Yeah. <laughs> and in the first week, it's like beer bottles thrown at you that would knock you the fuck out. But that's mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. It's a killer in a slasher. Until they take that mask off, they are pretty much indestructible. <laughs> right, right. Although, I mean, exactly. he is more pervious than a Jason or a Michael. You know, he he does take hits more, you know. You know, we see he Jason. Exposed. Right, right, right. Jason takes a bullet to the head and he, it just kind of like knocks yeah. his head back, you know. Uh, yeah. It's not like that. But and harking back to the old school slashers, I mean, okay, they just announced another lawsuit. I guess Cunningham didn't make enough money from Friday the Thirteenth, so he wants more. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's because uh, of the releases that have happened with the screen box set, or I don't know <laughs> what it stems from. But he feels like he's gotten he missed profit uh, on some of these releases somewhere, so he's fighting for that. You know what I want to see. And again, I'm, I'm not siding with anybody. I don't really care. I've nothing mm-hmm. to do. But I would rather go with Victor Miller in this case, and I would like to see a true blue remake to Friday the Thirteenth with mm. Pamela Voorhees as, as the, the main protagonist. Yes. Antagonist. Well, Christian, <laughs> Christian has a, a great uh, treatment that I've read a bit, so I think yours would be. And a really I stopped good writing. It. Well, awesome. I figured at this point, awesome. you, you, it's not a whodunit. I, I I stripped that right out. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was it was taken more from her point of view when she's there, but we still play around with the aspects of it. But it was a true blue remake, mm-hmm. uh, but with but with, with a little twist that would allow for what became like Jason wasn't dead in the in in the remake version. Like put put it this way, I I the fact would be that she's crazy, but Jason is. Uh, an entity that's still around and, and and shows up for the final act type thing. Huh, cool. As opposed as opposed to the final frame of the movie. Right, so right, right. That, that was yep. the that was the gist of it. I've talked to, I've talked about uh, numerous times because my, my my dream would be to have Naomi Watts play Pam, Pamela Anderson. Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's another also great movie. The Pamela Anderson yeah. biopic starring Naomi Watts. There's a lot of slow motion running in it. <laughs> yep, yep. But also Naomi Watts is Pamela Voorhees. Sounds Shit. good. Yeah. You know what though? You're right that it would be a good casting. That and it uh, would be a, a, like, backstory kind of thing, like uh, the development of a a, a mother so intent on revenge and her son becomes this killer as well or well I don't know if no, you want to that no I, I, but i i love that for a tv show like they're talking about a tv show that we never got this is right before every movie that was supposed to come out got delayed and then the lawsuit started there was a movie a tv show at one point and i thought man that would be cool if they did kind of like a bates motel-esque thing right where it was like welcome to crystal lake and you followed Pamela Voorhees back in the day and the, the upbringing of Jason. Uh, I thought maybe it could expand like after the first season, it could fill in the gaps. You know, when he's a, uh, he, he attacks Chris in part three. Yeah. And, yeah. And, we, and, and just like work it in, like it'd be total Ooh, fan, yeah. fan so, service. So this is, this is interesting. I actually, at the time when they were pitching that I was, I worked at uh, HBO slash Cinemax uh, as an assistant to the head of programming for Cinemax. And they, they, the writers came in and Sean S came in uh, to pitch it um, to, to Cinemax. 
And I never asked my boss to sit in on a pitch. And I said, look, I've been, I've been working hard for you for like three years or whatever. Let I, th- this is my thing. Man. Let me sit in on this pitch. Like, I, I can I got, only suck I got so to. much dick. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I got to be in the room. I heard, I got to hear it as they, as they pitched it. Um, and what Sean S. Cunningham actually started the pitch and kind of set the table for it. And their take on it was that in the world of the show, the Friday the 13th movies were movies, but they were based on a real legend. Okay. And All so right. the show was going to explore the real legend that inspired these fake movies. Because his oh. pitch was basically, we want the show to appeal to people who have not seen the movies. And so to do that, we're going we're gonna to say, you don't have to have known the movies. All you need to do is know the legend. And that was their starting point. Um, Were they going to uh, bring an oddity shop in there <laughs> from that series? <laughs> uh, there, there was no mention of the of uh, the oddity shop from the original Friday the Thirteenth series. Um, but that that was their take on it. Um, it obviously it never you know it was a pitch, but it never nobody ever bought it. So it's it's now in the you know it's in the history of things that never got made. Oh God, and and I I, I love talking about this because we're talking Friday Thirteenth, and that's a was a fantastic story. But now someone just got their neck slit. Yeah, the cops, yeah, yeah. Scream. The cops in this two movies, in Scream 2 here, they just get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> one of them gets their neck slit. The other one, uh, when they drive the car, gets impaled and, and a big uh, piece of uh, construction, like tubing or something, goes right through his head and impales him. So, Isn't that sort of a running gag with this whole series is that are like the authority are pretty silly. They're a keystone type. Right. Right. Yeah. They're not. Especially they're before. not. They're not bringing the pain. They're not bringing the hurt to the killer. Exactly. Now, this might be a stretch, but when Vince and I talked about Friday the Thirteenth Part Two in one of the numerous times we've talked about Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, I told them. I, I mentioned to Vince. I don't know if you remember this, Vince, that this sequence that's coming up here in the car reminded me of it. I don't know why. Just with the lo- the door, they had to crawl over the killer. Ooh. Not that they had to crawl over the killer, but just with the the genie with the the pitchfork in part two. I don't know why two part twos with that's a killer. That's pretty the gruesome car. kill there. With yeah, yeah. I always thought uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Rebar that, through the cop. Yeah, yeah. that that Ooh. is gore. That that's gory, but it's weird because yeah. it's it's it, it's gory, and I like it, and it's brutal. But you're almost like you put the gore there. When we had all these other kills, that it could have like Randy's could have been even more powerful. I think. Now but let maybe... me let me put forward this: maybe they intentionally wanted to save the gorier kills for characters that we didn't like, so it's not to create an ugliness, so it's not to like turn us off and turn us against the filmmakers. You know, I think you're right. Oh, you're 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 bang on, and I guess the the. The other part of me is the one that says it would have been more hard hitting because I did like them and it was just so much more brutal. But I get right. you. That's exactly the the avenue they took. Uh, but and again, this sequence is so smart. It's so tense how it's how they stage it that they're stuck in the back while Ghostface is passed out. They have to they have to go in front of a passed out Ghostface who could come to consciousness at any moment. It's so good. It's so good and so frustrating because you just wanted to pull the mask off. And that's what the whole audience is screaming. But I think 
instead of again instead of it being a, a, a problem of the movie i think that's what they're going for they wanted you to go like you idiots this is the time to, and then and then they do reference it by having her say i'm going to the back i want to find out who it is and of course right. at that point, yeah. he's gone or yep. she's it's gone great. or whatever it's great yeah. They addressed the stupidness, just like the first one addressed all the tropes of the slasher yep. films as well. Oh, such a great shot of her looking at, he's close up on the face, close up yeah. on Nev. Oh, it's so good. It is. This is, this is Wes Craven. Yeah, it's I mean, good. she's it's about good. to go yeah. for it. She's going for it. And then she honks the horn, and it's like, no way, not worth it. Get the fuck out of Dodge. I, I would say, I, I call these things, a little, uh, I call them, uh, I think this is the term, but again, this is what I call them, is set pieces within the film, right? Yeah. And the, this one has more of them than any of the others uh, in the in the mm. series, I, I would believe. And those are what make a good slasher, because I think that's yeah. that's exactly it. Like, you've got these little, well, they are see, they're scenes, but they work as their own. We were talking about this sequence here. We're talking about how the movie theater sequence... Uh, is great and how the the sequence within the the chase in the film studio works these are all like yeah there's scenes but there's set pieces that set pieces that just for sure have like something more to them and it is why i think i do elevate this and it's just, it's really interesting to see i've watched scream so many times and i've given it a 10 out of 10 so many times yeah. but it's in fact i feel like i'm getting tired of it now and i'm not i, I don't want to take anything away from it because my experience has been so strong but i i do think that this one definitely doesn't get as much love oh I mean, that's how i feel about our friendship i'm getting tired of it <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's just hold on delete but one and two are are the standouts in the series for me yeah. i think three three is the probably the low point for I absolutely did not like at all the first couple times I watched it. I hated the I felt it was way too wink wink nudge nudge in the opening with the movie within the movie within the movie. I'm like, come on. It yep, felt yep. Tired oh, you hated that, yeah. I hated it. But it is a little bit more vicious and it has those set pieces again with the barn and everything as well. So there's some pluses yep. to four that have come to grow on. Not only there's that, a di- the, there's a character disconnect. Some of the actors that are big mentioned. Now. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen four, I don't know, three or four times probably, and I just like, I can't tell you like what, what, what people are doing. You know, the only thing I remember about that movie, I thought the killer reveal was great and the killer motivation was fantastic, and I remember that and I remember it really landing, but like how they get there, the stuff in the barn. And it's just like, it just, yeah. I don't know. I, it doesn't stick with me, you know? That's how I felt about uh, Halloween, the new one, the, the latest yeah. Halloween. Yeah. I felt, yep. I loved the ending, but how they got there, I couldn't stand it. Yep. Wow. Well, see, yep. I saw that with Carrie and we both loved it. And I still love that. I've, I've tried to rewatch it here in everybody's nit- nitpicks. My, my biggest nitpick is if you're going to ignore all the other sequels so much, which 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 was the game plan? Why reference them so many fucking times? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just do not reference them, then. And yeah. and the other quibble is, I understand there's a big hate for Michael being revealed as Jamie's sister, and it was written with a six pack and John Carpenter running out of ideas, and he should have just been this evil, but. That wasn't the case, and they did continue the, the, it with the sister plot, and 
I thought this hit much more than H2O. H2O, I, I'm not a fan of at all. Ah, uh, see, and, this is where I differ with you, Christian. Uh, I, I'm a big H2O fan. I love it. And I know Vince is too. Nice, Vince. But nice, my, my, she would be... So where I'm going is the, the tormented person that they've made in Halloween 2018 would have been if she went through the events of one and two. Mm-hmm. Not just one. Not, not just, just one. one. Yep. <laughs> Whereas yeah. I, I don't think she's as tormented in H2O and they could have easily let go of the brother aspect. I feel like the tormented Linda, like, uh, or that Linda Hamilton character uh, mm-hmm. that they made in the new one is what one of her, like, yeah, okay, one of her friends got killed and she got stalked. For, right. But right. Like, she turned into 40 like years later, this yeah. recluse. Yeah. I, I, it's just, I don't know. Like if you just made the brother aspect or whatever, the whole, of course, then she realizes this guy's unstoppable, followed her to the hospital, killed even more people. Okay, that would have the toll that I think it took. Oh, yeah, that's just me. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. yep. We'll save that because we have to do H2O on this show. We've stopped at Halloween 6. So who knows? Oh, if you're a fan, yes. if you're a fan, maybe we'll oh, have to have you back. Oh, it'll be a big gangbang. I love it. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> All oh, those masks, those masks in that. In, yeah, I, I mean, we'll look, get to the it. masks are terrible. Like, let's, let's terrible not even let's not even go down that black hole of terribleness. So, so now we're back at the screen. We're, we're, we're the climax here. Yep. She's at the theater. She's getting locked in. So the body count as in any true sequel form has been bigger. I guess it's gorier, especially when we're t- we saw that kill that just happened with the cop a yep. few minutes ago. Uh I like the fact that they brought the climax back to here. Craven likes to do this. I, I, he had this, I think, envision of the arc of Sydney's character. Mm-hmm. Again, reviewing this just about eight, seven months ago, uh, my my cohorts didn't think there was any arc here for her. But I, I disagree. Hmm. I disagree in this film. I, I feel like she's become even stronger. Uh, we already have a strong character that's already on top of her, on top of the of the game with. Her knowing about call uh, display, calling the kid, the yep. the people that are crank calling her out at the beginning. I you still think You're she right. grows here. The way it as ends. Well. Um, I'm not going to try to jump ahead like ten minutes, but the way it ends, she should come out as a Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton character. The way she leaves very tough, but they they switch that around in three and they make her recluse, introverted, and all that. Right. Again, how much torment can one person take? Like in part five, you'd be a nervous wreck. Right. Right. So, I have. We'll see to... how they handle it. We'll yeah. see. I, I mean, I hope. I hope they find a way in that is both true to what she's been through, but also just not, just not full of sadness and not, you know. Yeah. How about the How about the trick? The trick here. So we got revealed that it's Mickey. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, and uh, I, I was like, ah, what the first time? But I've grown to like this now. Yeah, but I, I, I love I mean, the that's, reveal. That's the thing. Like yeah. in the first movie those characters that are the killers pop so much for you throughout the whole movie. Like no one forgets Stu. No one forgets Billy Loomis. Right. And this, like he revealed, and I was like, Uh, which guy? I mean, because at the time, Timothy Timothy Oliphant wasn't a star. It was just kind of like, Oh yeah, that, that white guy. That that was the The film geek that they cut, they cut the scenes down that were there's there's longer takes of the whole film scene that didn't have uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller in it, and they said, well, now they put too much of an emphasis on him that you almost scream like, oh, I'm the killer, and 
So they scaled it back, reshot it, and inserted Sarah Michelle Gellar so that we actually got an introduction to her character. Fascinating. Which is, which is, which is Fascinating. funny because, as we that. talked about earlier, the hot, sweaty chicks were not in film class. Right. It's not my film class. But anyway. No, no. We, we, had, we had nice, we had good friends like Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I mean, this is so effective. This The death of Jerry O'Connell. You know, like, she was so doubting of his yeah. loyalty, and then he gets shot, and it it hurts. Like yeah. it really, it, you, you feel it. You know, her acting yeah. is is really as best as it, it's spot on yeah. for the situation. That was great. Yeah. Was great. What about the reveal, the cheat reveal here, which I love, where he's like, "I couldn't do this without uh, a partner," and you see Gail walk out, and you're like, oh. "Holy fuck!" Yeah. What? For a moment, you're like, like ah! "Yeah," just yeah. for a split second, and she's like, "Gail," and she's like. No, and then nope. the mom comes. I, I thought, wow, what a great way because, you know, like as much as it's, it's kind of a crazy thought, but maybe she was so crazed with fame and wanting to have that book sell and right? be able to have a right. follow-up book that she was able to to, to, to push and herself to do this. at this point in the franchise, you could see that exactly what you're describing. That's That was within the realm of possibility oh, at this like, point uh, in the franchise. Like, like Loomis in Halloween 2, Zombies Halloween yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. She loomed out. Right. <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then there's a bit of a complaint here that this turns into Pulp Fiction. Maybe that's why Tarantino has such a hate on with this, where they're firing guns at the end. And it might as well have been like the scene where they're like firing guns at the end. Ah. each of them. <laughs> there's a lot of gunplay in these movies in the, in the final reel. I love this line. You forget one thing. I killed I killed. My, yes. I killed yeah. Yes. It's badass. Yeah. Now those uh, necklaces, great, I don't know if would make a good weapon. Yeah, I mean it's no uh, Alice versus Mrs. Voorhees, but sure, sure. <laughs> Which is still my favorite than, fight. You know, <laughs> I just love that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that that Mickey has battle damage. He takes yeah. out the mask. It's not squeaky clean. He's got a big yeah. gushing wound underneath it from the car and, accident. Yeah, yeah. So he's fucked up. Um, they probably should have had the reporter come in with a bit of blood on her too, but she comes mm. in with lots of eyeshadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps. That helps with she, that evil look. She comes in with the crazy eyes, like they're like Cookie Monster eyes almost. Like, again, yeah. There's the Gale. The there, Gale yeah, that's correct. That's so cool. That that was smart. I I think that yeah, was smart. Really good. I remember thinking, what? I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. Billy's mother. They had to throw that in. Yeah. Yeah. And then even that line, which I thought, I feel like he's overacting at this point. Cause when someone in this movie goes crazy, they just, it's like the dial just goes to crazy <laughs> all the way to 11. Don't, Don't mind, mind if I do. If I do. <laughs> the Simpsons, Simpsons, the best crazy. Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. He's Vince ever since you, quoted that it's been one of my favorite lines of the simpsons that's going back way back when i do it all oh, the time that. but billy's or mickey's crazier but i love how she's like oh you're you're nuts and lets him go just just use them to get what she wants pretty mm-hmm. much and right. it's like oh you're not needed anymore and shoots them it's great yeah it's great spoiler it's she really gets good. shot yeah but there's a lot of gunfire so remember how you were just saying though he's got all the battle scars of being the the killer yeah. i feel like Mom was always the ghost face on the phone. 
and because uh, she knew so much, and he was just the body that she could manipulate, especially because Randy get killed in the van, and you think that's her anyway. Well, she says, I think she does say it here if we were listening with a bit more volume. She alludes to the fact, well, I just had to kill him because he spoke mm-hmm. so ill about my Billy. My, my son, Billy. yeah. yeah. And I, I, I bet someone on the internet has done a definitive study on, like, <laughs> it, it, which person is this and which person is that and which, yeah. which one is it we can't tell, you know. Like, I'm Definitely. sure somebody has gone and done an in-the-weeds deep dive and yeah, we, uh, we I'm call glad them for that person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm glad for them. I'm glad it's not me doing that. Yeah, I'm exactly. Glad that I have more things happening in my life. Than Man, that. she does crazy eyes. I should not be there. making any comments because that's that's something that I probably would do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We all we all we yeah. all have our things that we nerd out but, on. But, pretty, that, but that's okay. Pretty intensely. Uh, but she is totally crazier. But I thought. There is that shot that they give, which is total love note to Friday the 13th, right? Where her eyes looking through the uh, peephole here somewhere. I think it's where, this is where like she starts, it's it's kind of the laughable scene where uh, Nev Cable starts throwing all the switches and I think she's doing the mm. lightning thing with the sheet. You're like, yeah. Nev, just get the fuck out of Dodge. What are you, what are you doing over here? Like <laughs> throwing switches and stuff. Her back. But, mm-hmm. but when she's, when she's looking for her, they do that Mrs. Voorhees peering through the uh, pantry door for part one. Yeah, like a, yeah, Like yeah, a yeah. nod to that. Mm-hmm. And that pantry door in part one, isn't it kind of weird that it's got a lock on the inside, Preston? Yes, it Explain is. to me yes, that. Okay. 100%. All right. Agreed. Oh, my God. I never even thought of that. Why would we talked about it in the show. Yeah. We made a joke about it. i got to lock myself in here with the pickled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is the point Or the pickles. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're obviously, we get sort of caught up in the climax. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. It's okay, that's what I need As I usually do, it's always about the climax. I, I, and putting, I just realized this is a full, this movie is a full two hours. It is, yes. it is a full yeah. two hour movie. It's rare for a slasher. Scream, scream movies, yeah, other than Happy Birthday to Me. Scream movies are all like, ah, like part one was like. I one, believe put uh, you to sleep if I don't, if I don't miss my <laughs> guess. Christian, uh, I remember listening to that episode. Vince is like, like are Christian you is so <sighs> on asleep I'm like, right now. I'm hitting him like, wake up. <laughs> and I love that movie there. That we just saw the shot. Yeah, the eye yeah, coming yeah. through. Yeah, definitely a nod. And this is it. Nev is, is I don't know how the lights are falling down, but she's going to town and giving uh, Mrs. Loomis a run for her money or Debbie Salt yeah. a run for her money. And she's Jackie. got a fire axe. And Jackie. <laughs> for and Roseanne, she's such right? a good actress. Yeah. Well, this is Roseanne apparently had just finished or something when she did this. Well, it grew on me again. I liked, I liked, I feel like I'm, I'm just repeating myself, but I like the idea of the Mrs. Voorhees. I think we all probably were like getting giddy with the, with the reference there, but yeah. I'm still scratching my head because it is happening so fast that even with, even with Mickey going, Billy's mother and all this. I'm like, what? What was it? Like, I don't think. I think it was just all coming at us so quickly in the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, I just wanted to sort of take a step back and like give me some more Breathe. because yeah, <laughs> like I should do right now. Mickey was edited down in the film to try to take the owner, like to take the eff- emphasis off of him. Excuse me, but I think maybe they should have probably kept some of those scenes in, yeah, and then yeah. they wedged yeah. Debbie Salt in, and they couldn't have her see certain characters because she would have recognized. Uh, Right, right. They would have said, oh, like, Mrs. Loomis, yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, Cindy yeah. could not see her, so she only yeah. saw Gail. But uh, Gail's not much of an investigative reporter. You figure she would have known. Everybody. Right, right. She wrote the whole book. <laughs> huh. 
Yeah, it's true. But it's okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And I really do think that this little last part here where she's going balls out crazy is really well done and is very Mrs. Voorhees. Right. I think yeah, the totally. stabbing down is almost like with the ore and the, the fight on the beat on the on the, the shores of Crystal yeah. Lake. Yeah. Uh, she not quite as cheesy. She sells it for sure. And what about this cut weary thing? Uh do you think he's contemplating not being the good guy? Or do you think that that's just for movie movie time and, and getting you us the audience questioning it? But ultimately, he was always going to kill Debbie Salt. I I think he was ultimately going to kill Debbie Salt. I think he's I think he's ultimately not a bad guy. He's just yep. a little bit selfish um, and jaded. Yeah, one hundred percent cotton. I thought it was a great name for his show. <laughs> it was. It was. I, I just you know after how smart everything was handled in Scream Two. That was just the way everything went down. He had that random wife that was killed, and he's in yeah. traffic and stuff. From Melrose Place, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just a letdown in Scream that, 3. Well, the opening of Scream 3 does not have that. Although, there's moments, again, they play around with who to trust, and she's not sure because she thinks he was the one that attacked her. It just doesn't have the, the power of the opening of 1 or 2 yeah. at all. It, 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 yeah. It's just right. a, a run-of-the-mill opening uh, yeah. the idea i have for scream four was really refer- self-referential scream for real i've always said this mm. where everybody that was in part one gets killed off so drew barrymore who at the time was still i think married to tom green they're going to be huh. i wanted them in the movie together and i wanted uh. the killings to represent to to rip off classic slasher film set pieces so i think the one there was the lone in the dark with the knife that came through the mattress so they, they come oh, home one man. night, and the opening scene was her getting attacked. There, Tom Green gets killed and gutted. <laughs> and then she has to escape, and it, it would play out. And it was really creating a real movie, but in real right. Hollywood. Yeah, so, that's fine. Again, I, I like the that's idea. Good, yeah. But again, I had no contacts, no script. I just had an idea, and <laughs> that gets you nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that that's, describes most of us most of the time. <laughs> exactly. I usually think of things when I'm stoned, and I should write them down because they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> Deep thoughts. Well, basically, it was probably how the family guy gets its writing done. They just must all get stoned. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love Leah's performance here. Yeah. So there's a lot of shooting. <laughs> yeah. As we said. But it's, it and works. And it continues. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have the one final scare thing again, don't we? Right. How she's just like, give me the gun. Yeah, yeah. And he hesitates, but then he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the real hero here. <laughs> good Gail face, Gail. Yeah. Gail. She's got a good line there, too. I thought it'd be down there to opening night or something like that. or uh, Something along those lines. Again, my volume is uh, yeah, so no low. Thing either. <laughs> yeah. Should put subtitles on. Oh, never even thought of that. It's like we're watching a foreign film. Don't you love that when you can find like a film on YouTube? But then it's like in Italian, right? You gotta, it, but right. it's really it's really English. But they, they that because of it being dubbed in Italian, they're allowed to have it on YouTube. So then you've got to right. put like the English subtitles. On. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm like, what does my life come to that I'm doing this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the that's the Pulp Fiction scene where they're both right. like they're both going guns a blazing like they're in fucking Romeo's yeah. bleeding or something like it's just and crazy. I love Liam like, boom, boom, I love uh, Cotton going whoa yeah <laughs> and this is where she shoots Debbie Salt in the head right. I had it mixed, I had it right. switched 
just you know they could have they could have had more cotton in part three. Yeah, I Liam Schreiber is so good, and yeah. Yeah, we only got ninety percent cotton. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are the caliber of joke tonight. It's it. It's just like they're in three. There's so many rando, rando people. It just feels like the cast expands needlessly, and I I don't know. Oh, you got Jenny yeah. McCarthy. You've got like just just Ugh. everything seems a little lazy. The the ghost mom. Oh yeah, he three. does come back. I actually I thought that he walked out and never came back. I forgot that he did come back for the ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the um her her cameraman and Dewey coming back again. Yay or nay? Again. Well, as, yeah. here's the thing about this. In this one, he was he had suffering injuries from the part one, and then in part three, he has no, at all, like there's no evidence of him ever being like attacked like this. Right. It stabbed him right. back to normal, Vince. You know my my theory on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, the, the 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 love of the character, I'm happy. But in the yeah. reality of the movie, it might have been better if he was dead. But then. Then he probably should have gotten a better death. To, and I guess that's right. probably why they, yeah. they. Well, no, they showed him because he was up against the window. That was a good bleeding, one. And, it, and yeah. it is, it is actually very dramatic. So again, I, I, mixed emotions on that because he already killed Randy, so maybe sparing Dewey's fine. Yeah. And then here she gives Cotton his dues finally. Yeah. Which I like. I think he was right in a businessman so mode. For that, you know. <laughs> but, well, she was because... my. Uh, beard back then i always tell people told people before i came out of the closet that my biggest crush was nev campbell ah, <laughs> which it kind of was <laughs> now it's live that's great live <laughs> now it's live yeah. yeah just going back to part three again like the, the ghost mom that's a west cravenism that i just can't take that's like a, a carryover from his nightmare imagery from Nightmare on Elm Street, in which he carried in a deadly friend which is bizarre, mm-hmm. horrible and I, I, it's like it's like a it's like an offshoot of that, and it, that's when Wes Craven doesn't work. And yeah. Just, yeah, something about that uh, that throws me off. And I, I love myself. I love Lance Hemrickson, and so it's great that he's in the movie. And I love the fact that they take place in Hollywood. But again, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's. I mean, it's it's a really really tough problem. That on the one hand, it's like oh awesome. A slasher series where the, all the characters are continuing. Like, we would dream about that from Friday. Yes. Like, oh, we want to see Ginny continue, or we want to see, you know, and we kind of yeah. got it a little bit with Tommy, right? But it actually then creates a really tough problem because what do you do with these same people if they're facing the same situation? And they yeah. solved it so well here in Scream 2. <laughs> they moved the pieces around enough. But they just—it—it's really tough to move them around, and they didn't move them effectively in three or four, you know. And can they crack that nut in five? We'll—we'll we'll find out in a year. Well, Vince bust that nut. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the, the caliber is horrible. I apologize to our listening audience. This has been—I got to say—we're in the final credits here. This has been fantastic. It's really what awesome. I wanted to do because I really wanted to. To get together, I really wanted. We said we were always going to do Scream Two, so we saved it until we could all do it. And I really wanted to do a follow up to our talk before because I thought enough time's gone by that I really just wanted to see what your experience have been since then. And I really do appreciate you sharing those with us because, awesome. you know, awesome. again, I hope I, I hope you can get to the movie soon. It doesn't look like this year is going to be yeah. much different, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Fall seems to be like the the time frame where uh, you know vaccinations yeah. and everything yeah. 
we'll be back together. But well, I I just want to I just really do want to thank you again. You're the the first official guest on the show. You're going to be starting a trend here. I think awesome. this season, if 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 we want to be so bold as to say, is going to be Vince, myself, and a, and a guest every time just to to divvy it up and. And next time I'll leave it allow Vince to speak. <laughs> I was gonna say, who's the next guest? Your cat? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got people lined up. I've got Heather. Preston Heather's gonna you? join us. I remember that guy. I used to have <laughs> And then after uh, Heather, this was awesome. I had just, so much yeah, fun. Got, My yeah. request is just get just more regular episodes, guys. Uh, I miss you guys. Uh, you're, you're you know you're too long between you know. Too long between you know entries. This and I worked. can't totally blame him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, again, it's it's weird. Like, COVID brain gets you kind of down. We're all been there. I, I'm trying to do. I'm doing another podcast, and I don't want to forget about this one. But Vincent, I've always recorded live. My goal was that we maybe did that one virtual one, and that we'd be back together live, and then that yeah. didn't happen. So now I'm just saying, fuck it. We'll go virtual. We'll go. We'll do a virtual. <laughs> and we'll just cool. do it more consistently back. with with the guests. So, <laughs> thanks so much. Is there anything like other than uh, Manhunt is on 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 YouTube? Not YouTube. Sorry, excuse me. Netflix, Netflix. Both seasons. Is there anything else that you want to pimp, talk about, uh, tell the world about? Well, tell the world. Tell our well, five listeners. Tell about... our 500 <laughs> yeah. uh, both our fans will be thrilled. <laughs> um, no, I mean you guys, you guys, you guys hit it all. You know that that the, those two seasons of Manhunt and Ruin Me are the projects that have been, you know, have been occupying my time for the last couple of years. And hopefully, hopefully, I'll have a new horror movie, and you know, sometime we'll shoot sometime this year. But awesome. you know, you you just never know. And uh, you know, also always looking out for my next TV. TV gig, whatever that will be, to you know, to support my indie filmmaking habit, gotta work, gotta awesome. work on TV. You know, <laughs> you could sell some of those so. VHS off. That's then you could get your movie made. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that'll help get me there. Well, it's you know, crazy, you never know when you'll be up in our neck of the woods, perhaps one day filming too, like in Hamilton or Toronto. It's absolutely true. Canada's, you know, a, for the look of the film that we're we're putting together now, Canada's definitely on our list. So maybe. Awesome. Maybe you guys can come visit set. I would love. Yeah, we'll do it. Like, we'll oh, do yeah. a show from the set. That'd be fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I did forget one thing. So I, 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 we wrap up, but this is how we do it. I, the show ends with the show ends, uh, and this is going to be one of the longest ones that I didn't fall asleep to. The, uh, <laughs> what do you say to anybody that pirates your film? Are you happy that they're they're able to see it? Do you want to choke them to death? What's what's your thought process? Oh. You know. I would be, I'm pretty unhappy. You know, if I ever see it pop up on YouTube, we send a takedown request immediately. It's, it's just, it's available on Shutter that, you know, you pay five bucks a month for Shutter and it's available there. If you want to rent it, it's like $4, three bucks for SD. It's so inexpensive and so easy to watch legally that, I, I mean, I worked so hard on that thing that, that you know for any, anybody to to you know take take even like three cents away from from it it's i i i, I would be mad about that i would be mad okay. about that it's no. I, I i don't you know i don't ask for much but just 
you know, pay the three ninety nine or whatever it is to rent it legally. Um, please, yeah, I got an I got to e transfer you. I got to e transfer you three cents right now. <laughs> what if someone did that? I, I actually, I'm not against that. It's sometimes, like, no, uh, hear me out. Hear me out. I know because I know there's a lot more involved than this. So maybe it's coming from a naive thing. If someone just said, "Fuck," I feel guilty. Just e transferred you. <laughs> I know it's it's not the it's it's not the proper way of doing it, but someone's like, you know what? Like Vince just said as a joke, I would be like, if I was the filmmaker, I'd be like, hey man, next time just rent it regularly. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's true. I mean, the exception for me is if something is not legally easily available. That you know, if no matter what you want to you want to buy it and you can't, I I feel less like oh man like you want to watch fright night part two there's nowhere that you can watch it legally you know i'm okay with you pirating that because you're not taking money away from somebody but you know if if there's a way to legally watch it that's and, and the other thing for me is i would worry about a pirated copy not being of the quality you know well, that it's that's what it boils rainy down to or it's like whatever. yeah you're looking at it also from the art standpoint of right. this is how it's supposed to look, which is what we talked about earlier with Blu-ray. But that's why going back to physical, I'm not saying I'm collecting VHS, yeah. but that's it. But going look back to physical, look at that collection. You've got a great, you got a great collection going there, man. I love. Well, it. it's that's only it's only going to be Friday. I don't think I'm going to maybe maybe Nightmare and Halloween maybe in VHS, but other than that, I, I appreciate. Yeah. Your honesty with that, and it's available, it, like like you said, on Shutter, on Blu-ray. Yep. I promote. I'll say yep. Blu-ray, even if it's on DVD, Blu-ray. Yep, it's both. It's on. Yeah. It's on both. Uh, the Blu-ray is on the is made on demand. The made on demand version. So um, some people don't like that, but that's that's all they you know. That's what RLJE did for this one. Uh, the DVD is on shelves in Walmart, and it's also you know you rent it through iTunes, through Amazon, wherever you know if you're not Usually. a Shutter subscriber. Yeah. So it's. It's it's there. It's there. Awesome. Guys, well, thank yes, you again. Thank you so much. I, I it's great to catch up with you. You know, we could do we could do this another time without having to record it too. Yeah, know? absolutely. No, for sure. I yeah, you're right. That. It fun. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well that's it. it. It's like it's good that we hit the record button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you did hit the record button. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> and we I think H two O might have to be something we talk yes. about. For, for, yes. Uh, I'm for so there. Do we need? Do we need? Because it'll be me and Preston against you. Are you going to be able to handle it? At the point where we're going to do this, you're going to be in the room with me, Vince. So it's going to be interesting. Oh God! Because <laughs> oh, by man. that point, I won't, I won't be able to be there to separate yeah. you two if it comes to blows. <laughs> it always comes to blows with Vince around. It always comes. To blows. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I yeah. had a great setup. A great I set it up. You knocked it out. I love it. You was coming before it even happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What we'll, we'll, we'll do is I'll say good night to everybody. Thank night. Preston once again for being on here. Uh, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Longer than usual episode. I hope you love it. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Woo-hoo. Thanks, guys.